Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Fiber New podcast. On this episode, we sat down with Scott Neal of Fiber New West Central, New Jersey. At the time of this recording, Scott was about seven or eight months into the operation of his business. So we wanted to talk with him about his experience in that startup phase or the ramp up phase of his business. And in particular, talk to him about his experience in using the apprenticeship program, otherwise known as the field training program. Scott followed the program, worked with his coach, and was able to adapt things along the way in talking with Bruce Nurse. But what it meant to him in following the program is that he was able to surpass what was once his 18-month sales and revenue target, so his business plan in 18 months, in just three months. So it took him 90 days to surpass what he thought would take him 18 months. And he really points to the field training program and sticking to that as the means of doing it. Scott also talked about not reinventing the wheel. He thought that the, the field training program was there for a reason. He stuck to it and it worked for him. And he just wanted to share his experience in that. You're going to want to stick around as well to the end of the chat because he shares what he has as a $1,000 a day target. And this is a combination of actual work and repairs that he does and the amount of sales calls he does on a daily basis. And a thousand bucks is the target he tries to meet every day. And he explains how that's broken down and how he applies it to his business. And I have to say, it's, it's pretty cool. So do stick around for that portion. Now, as we usually do on these podcasts, we started with a question about his background. What were you doing before you got into Fiverr? You know, I was, I was selling manufactured goods and, you know, you've got the dealing with people and with the sales process and then something always goes wrong in manufacturing. I mean, it's just a, that's just part of the deal and ne- things never go the way you want them to. They never go exactly. So you're always, you know, weaving and bobbing and, and, and adapting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. communicating problems with customers and expectations and, you know, dealing with all of that stuff. And so I've been doing that for 25 years in, in, in the manufacturing world. So you, you jump ahead to fiber new and now you're selling, you're selling, you're selling repairs. Um, you know, that you have to set up expectations for the customers. You have to, you know, do your best to meet those expectations. Um, you know, over the years in, in selling printing and packaging, I made it, made it a habit of, under promising and over delivering. And that's okay. a huge, I, I find that to be a huge part of uh, the fiber new business. Um, you know, always set the expectations, not low, but in a, you know, an area that you know you're going to meet and then beat it every time. That's, that's the cha- That's the, that's the way you challenge yourself on every job is, is do it, do it a little bit or a lot better than what you promised. And, Good you know, I, I, I find that, yeah, I find that really, you know, just having that philosophy, it's, it's, it comes natural once you've been doing it for so long. And I think that's a big part of, you know, why I'm, you know, I feel I'm doing pretty well up to this point. Um, so I, I think that's a big part of it. That's fantastic, Scott. Right on. So at, at the time of this recording, you are in month seven or eight, I think it is, roughly? Well, my training was at the end of April. And, you know, my truck was loaded up and, and going out the door probably my second week in May. So wh- however that math works out. 
Um, yeah, seven so we're, or eight yeah, about seven or eight months. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. So l- let's go actually back to spring this year. And when you started um, your pre-training training, and then when you went home and, and got your business up and going, um, what was the, I mean, when you went back home, what, what was, what was front of mind for you after leaving Calgary and going home? The biggest thing that was in my mind that I heard at training and it was 100% accurate was once you get home, you can do the work, just do it, just go out, have confidence. And you know, if you have problems, you can, you can make a phone call and, and, and get answers. But I truly was confident that I was ready to get out and do, and do the work. And clearly that's important. I mean, if you're out there selling a product, and you're not confident that you can perform what you're selling, that's a, that's a bad proposition. We, I, I feel the training was so good that I came home and I could, I, I could, I could do the work and, and do it well. I was, I was very confident in that. Okay. So cool. that, that so, was, yeah, go ahead. Very important. Well, I was just going to say, you, it's exactly right. I mean, um, customers can smell fear, can't they? <laughs> you're oh, trying to present yourself no, you as gotta, a, you, yeah. <laughs> no matter what you've got to you have to be able to fake it till you make it if you if you're not if you're not confident that you can do something and, and trust me i've had many times when i've had a customer ask me uh let's face it the first time i've done every single type of repair that we have been trained to do the first time i did a car seat I said, oh, yeah, of course. We've been doing that for 30-something years, and I can, I, can, I can do that no problem. I'll make it look great. Okay, what's the price? We agree on the price. Okay, go do it. And I'm like, oh, boy, I got to go do this now? But this is real. I didn't really do that. <laughs> my, in, my, in my mind, I was trained. I can, I can handle this. And sure. uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was nervous before every first and second time of doing each type of project. But as I got started, I'm like, well, if I just follow the procedures that I was taught, uh, it, it works. And, yeah, I've, I've had, I've had uh, very few times when I've been completely stumped and, you know, almost to the point of panic. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second, I have home office to call. Let me, let me give a call to, uh, you know, to one of the trainers and, and bam, they get, you out of the, you get, they get you out of your problem. Um, that doesn't happen very often anymore, which is, which is kind of nice. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And when, when you and I talked a couple of days ago, and I know you shared this with some of our support staff too, that you're a big believer in the apprenticeship program, what we now refer to as field training. Do you want to yes. just step? Yeah. Do you want to step through some of the, I mean, I'm sure that was part of your, your go home strategy was to dive into that and, and, you know, get into the, the meat of the program, but going back to when you first came home, do you, do you remember some of the first steps you took in the field training program and how that kind of got into your, your daily routine and helped shape your business? Oh, for sure. And I'll even take it a step back from that. The, so we did, so the pre, the pre training was a big part of, you know, all of okay. the planning that we were, we were told to do before we even went to training was was really nice because um, that got you confident that you had a business plan in place before you went to training. Then you go to training, and I, I remember, uh, I remember them saying, you know, would you are you guys willing to commit to doing the apprentice program? 
and, and now it's the field training program. And I, I thought to myself, well, who in the world would start a business with a franchisor that's willing to provide this great support? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't take advantage of that? That's part of what you're, what you're paying for, and that's part of the value that you're getting from Fiverr New, that, you, that the people that you're competing against don't have. So my th- it, it didn't even dawn on me not to take, it ser- take the apprenticeship program seriously. I mean, it was, it was to my advantage, and it was, it's something that prepares you to, to succeed. So, okay, so to, to answer your question, so when I came home, one of the first things I did, I didn't have my, my product yet. I didn't have any of the, that, that came about, I don't know, three, four, five days after I got home. So anything that I could do in that apprentice program, that the first two steps that I was able to see, I, I jumped on right away. Um, including going out on sales calls without any, without any equipment. Um, you know, part of it is, you know, going after uh, the list of uh, auto dealers that are in the area, the list of auto body shops. And so I knew how, who I was going to go out and talk to. So I started talking to people and, and started going down step by step in the apprentice program. Okay. What things can I do without my equipment? Then when the equipment came in, it was practice, 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 go out and sell, go out and get a job or two, come back in, practice. It was, you know, just follow the program, just follow the, follow the steps. Um, watch the videos, the, the tech library. I mean, the tech library is fantastic. And one of the nice things about the apprentice program is, and, and we talked about this the other day about accountability. You're, you're right. You come home right. and you're, you're, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You've got people in the home office, but the fact is you're, you're at home and you know, you don't have a support staff sitting around, you know, your living room with you you know, forcing you to go out the front door and, and do your work. So the apprentice program is something that makes you accountable and it makes you, you know, take, take the proper steps. And if you're, if you're smart, you set goals on when you're going to have those steps done and you just go out and do it. So I, th- I think, I, I think the, the, the reason why I got through it, I, I, I think I got through it fairly quickly. I don't, I don't know what the normal process and the normal length of time to finish it in felt like I got through it fairly quickly. And I think the reason why I did was because I took it really seriously. And I, t- and I just said to myself, I, this is going to help me to succeed as fast as I possibly can succeed. That, that's exactly it. And, and to answer your question, you, you were right on track. We, we estimated in between six and eight months typically. And I think you were, around the seven month mark or maybe even a little less. Right. So you were, <laughs> you were right on right. track. And, and it's funny hearing you talk about just diving into it and, and going through it because I know when we set it up, that was really the basis for the program was to get into the fiber new mindset and the fiber new way of, of going throughout your days and your weeks, because it, it, it's no matter what your background is coming into fiber new, um, you have to build new habits and you have to build new routines inside of your new franchise. And, and that's, I think, what the, the field training program really helps uh, do is just get you thinking about how do you, how do you maximize your time? How do, how do you go out and build clientele? How do you build upon the skills that you learned in training? All the, all the kind of components you have to juggle inside of your business. The, the program's set up to 
get you in that way of, of thinking and on track with that. Is that what it felt like to you in, in terms of, of just, you know, building that new kind of way of, of uh, conducting yourself daily and weekly? Absolutely, especially because um, I, I've ne- I never owned a business like this before. So okay. it, it gave me guidelines. It gave me um, – it gives you a it's it's basically a system, and and when you when you're buying a franchise, one of the greatest things about a franchise, um, and again part of the value of what you're what you're buying. I mean, we we paid for the franchise. Part of that is a system, and why why would you mess with a system that's proven to be successful and proven to make other guys successful? Why would you try and do it yourself and and you know, feel your own way and, and, you know, I forget the, the term re, rewrite. What's the, what's the term for, uh, reinvent the wheel matter. or yes. Reinvent the wheel. Why would yeah. you try and reinvent the wheel when the wheel, when you already have the wheel, just right. do, do, do the, go by the system, take, take every step that you're, you're told to do. Um, it's proven to work. So just do it. Sage words. Sage words for sure. And and what about today where you're at? You know, are, have you met some of the targets that you set for yourself personally in in your business? And and you know, how do we, how do we kind of check against your your goals in your first year so far? Yes, I. So when we when we did the pre training, setting up of the business plan, um, I was working with a couple of the experienced franchisees. You know, putting together a. A plan of okay, this is what I think I'm going to do in sales for month one, two, three, all the way up through. Um, I think we I did two years worth of of sales forecasts, and you know, and then you work out your expenses and all that stuff. And um, you know, I I have had to up uh, up my goals every single month because I surpassed what I thought I would be doing in 18 months. I did in my third month in sales good for you and good I, for you. and i wow. can i can absolutely 100 percent attribute a, a big part of that to being within a system and and just doing what i was told to do i didn't wow. uh, i didn't try and do it on my own i and i i thought a big part of the apprentice program or the field training program is starting off going out against uh out for automotive work and that was definitely the best thing I, I could do because I wanted to talk, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. So the, 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 the work that you have now, um, the bulk of it is coming from automotive. Is that, is that correct? I would say about 70% of my work is coming from automotive and that's from dealers okay. and from re, um, you know, residential clients. Um, okay. so yes. And I, and, and I kind of, I, I think Dan said this once that that you the work that you look for you, you and you end up finding and I, I was I was I'm so confident with doing a lot of the automotive work that I think that work just comes to me and I it's 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 strange how the universe works but um, you know I was I was looking for it at dealers and I was looking for you know for the most part it was uh, for residential it was either people that I knew or I was being referred by a dealer to somebody, or, you know, for some reason, Google ch- just kept on sending me automotive work. 
Hmm. I, I wasn't, and I, and again, that's just, it's just the strange way the universe works. If you're looking for something, you, you, you find it. Um, because in maybe, I don't know, September, I started saying to myself, okay, I have to, I have to get more diversified. So I had, you know, I had some conversations with, with Dan and with, um, you know, a, a number of the guys and said to them, okay, so how can I diversify? Because I am doing a lot of automotive work and, you know, and, they, should, they gave me a few steps. Okay, these are the things you need to do to find uh, find more furniture work. And all of a sudden, in the month of September, I did a whole load of furniture that I hadn't done before. So, uh, it's just, it's sometimes it's a mindset, and just the once you once you work towards something, somehow the universe just start, starts working in your direction and starts starts working <laughs> for you. That's amazing, that isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. Um, and, and remember. You, so you mentioned me mentioning to me you didn't necessarily have much of a problem with pricing in automotive either in terms of you know what you were what you were asking for for services against yeah, what was I, I, I was hearing from a lot of a lot of guys that um, you know they don't really want to do dealership work because um, because of how low the pricing has to be and I have not I, I've had I, I discount for commercial accounts for sure but I rarely don't make the. I, I really have days where I I am not making the hourly rate that I want to make because you make it up with volume. So I have I have a number of, of dealerships that I go to every single week, and I go there, and I don't. And it's it's rare that I do just one car. So if I do one car, um, you know, for a discounted rate, yes, I'm not I'm not making the the money that I would like to. But if I do two if I do two or three cars or I do you know, two cars and there's two repairs in one of them and, and three repairs in another, you make it up with, with the amount of jobs that you're doing in one place while you're not driving around in, in circles. Um, right. But at the same time, I, I, we, we as, a, as a business, we provide speed of service. So we're there, we're, we can, we can, do the repair on the spot and, and take care of a problem that a customer has on the spot. Um, we have the choice, and we should, all of us should, be the most reliable people out there. So I, my dealers, a, a great example. When I walk into a, a Volvo dealer in Princeton and the owner sees me wa- walking in the door, that oh, must be Thursday. Every single week he says that to me. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's That's part of the reliable. routine. That's- yeah, yeah, that, that's that's what it takes. Yeah, right. So if you if you provide the reliability, if you provi- provide um, a good product, which all of us can provide a good product, and you know you're friendly, I you know I remember uh, Chad saying just smile, smile all the time. He he would uh, whistle while he was doing the um, the flocker. I, he was singing while he was doing the flocker. <laughs> I, I keep remembering that Chad, Chad may not remember me back from the training, but I, I remember him and I can remember him saying, just be happy, be smart. And I'm, you know, I like to enjoy myself while I'm, while I'm with people and, and enjoy myself while I'm working. So you smile, you have a good time with them. You, you find out about their kids, you find out what they did and pricing goes away when, when people like you, when they, um, you know, when they know you care about things outside of just making a dollar. Um, so I, so and true. I, and again, I think that goes back to a lot of my training in, in, in sales. I, 
I, I like I like to help people. I like to um, again give them more than they more than they asked, and and that comes through when you're sincere about that, and and you're sincere about building a relationship with them, and and more than just a business relationship, knowing about their families, and it's pricing disappears. I mean, you can't charge five hundred dollars for a little vinyl cure repair, but you know, if you can charge an honest <laughs> price, reason. you're going to get the honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about basic Dale Carnegie stuff here, right? I mean, this this is uh, building the relationship first, and the, and the service comes after so naturally. It, it's amazing how absolutely it's, those principles. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's invaluable, and I do work for some of those some of those guys on their on their personal cars. Um, there you so go. Just add that on top of it, and you know, if they have a sofa at home that needs repair. Um, you know, I, they they ask me to do it. They know I can do it. It's amazing. It, it all it all connects, and and, it and refer connects. you on as well, right? I'm sure they've yep. referred friends and family onto you, and yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You and I were talking too about how this can be a bit of a lonely business. In that, I mean, most of us come into this in some sort of prior work environment where, you know, we had coworkers in, in the same building or office with us, or, you know, we weren't necessarily on our own as much as we are in this, in this business, but right. that really comes down to um, working with the support team, as you mentioned, the accountability factor of using the support team um, for encouragement, and then the social aspect of knowing all those people at a card, dealership on a first name basis and that that kind of <laughs> can probably take away from a bit of the loneliness factor Absolutely. but that aside let, let, let's focus on the on the accountability standpoint because i know you're big on this so yes i am how, how did you how did you see the field training program and the accountability topic kind of go together or complement each other or speak to one another i mean how, how do you start to break that topic down when we're talking about the field training? Uh, okay, so the, the, the first part of that is you have to fully commit to the field training program and, and know that it's going to help you in order for it to help you be accountable. If that buy into it. Because if, you're, if you're not, yeah, if you're not buying into it and you're not going to take it seriously, then you're not going to get any help with the accountability side of things and you know uh, so so you have to buy into it and again I, I personally I don't understand why anybody wouldn't fully buy into it when they've invested in, in a in a business we bought a business that we didn't buy you know something that's a job we bought a business that we have to we have to work in order to make it work so yeah so we had it, it the the field training program has definitely I mean, I want to finish it in a certain amount of time. So I, I didn't want this hanging over my head in 12 months. I wanted to be, I wanted to be done with step one in, you know, a week and a half or what, you know, whatever time frame it was. So mm -hmm. I, I think you have to take it really seriously. I think you, you have to um, let the well, Bruce is, is was my um, advisor, I guess you'll call him, on, on, on the apprentice program. He knew I was taking it seriously, so he made sure he was holding me accountable to the level that I wanted to be held accountable for. So when he saw me not entering any, 
Like I, I would go two weeks, and I would be working on the apprentice program, but I wouldn't be entering in the, in the system because I'd get home at 8 o'clock at night or 7.30, and, you know, who knows? My kids had something, or, and I just was not getting to entering the stuff in. So he'd send me a message or call me and say, hey, you, you're falling behind. Oh, okay, Bruce, don't worry. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get on it, and I'll enter it, but this is all the stuff that I've done. So you have somebody that's going to push you along, and – he, he was on top of it. If he thought I was, I was slacking, which I wasn't, I just was slacking and entering the information. But if I was slacking, he was going to be on my case um, to, to get moving. And again, as a business owner, it might be hard to take that push from somebody, but that's the, that's the system that you bought. So you've got you've to utilize that help and, ex, and take that as motivation, not as somebody's watching over me. Got it. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. So if, if you felt if you felt accountable to Bruce during the field training program and you're now done that or you're out of that phase, are you now just kind of inherently accountable to yourself? Is that what it feels like? Or where do you kind of go from here, I guess, is my question when it comes to accountability. Yeah, yeah. and, and we, were, we actually were talking about that last week about yeah. how, do you, how do you keep the accountability going. So I, I had mentioned to you that I – I talked to Bruce maybe three or four weeks ago, and I said, you know, I, I came up with an idea that I think might, might work for me. And uh, you and I talked about it. It's the, um, it's the goal that I set for, for it. I would like to be doing um, $1,000 work of work a day. I'm not doing okay. that at this point. But so what I do is I say, okay, I can, I, I'm going to do whatever dollar amount of work that I do. So if I have three jobs and I do, you know, $500 in work, I give myself $50 credit for every sales call that I do. So now if I do $500 worth of work, I need to do 10 sales calls in order to get up to that $1,000 mark. So that's kind of, and I, and I, I do this, I have to admit, I don't do it every single day, but the days that I do it, and if I do it consecutively for three or four days in a row, I see the, the phone rings more. I get more emails. I get things, things move quicker. So um, that's a system that I'm trying to stick to to keep myself accountable for myself. Um, I like it. it and it's it's that's a really helped. good rule. It's definitely helps. Yeah. That is, that is fantastic. Um, and you can, and, so, and you can cheat it. You can cheat it. If, and, and it's not really cheating it. It's, it's all about getting yourself to work harder than you want to work. So, um, you know, if, if I have a day where I, I'm just not, the motivation just isn't quite as strong, say, okay, Scott, you can have $75 per sales call, but for God's sake, get those seven or eight sales calls done. So, you know, you can, you can cheat it a little bit, but at least it's, it, it, keeps you, it keeps you thinking and keeps you on your toes and it, and it keeps you accountable for yourself. And it feels pretty darn good. At, at the end of the day, when you've got, um, you know, $1,100 in the bank on that, on that um, you know, say $600 worth of work and then, you know, another $500 worth of sales calls. feels pretty good at the end of the day. You, you got a nice sense of accomplishment. I bet it does. Yep. Yeah, that, 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 that's fantastic. When, when did you start that? Was it uh, like at the beginning of the field training or halfway through or toward the end? No, you, no, you remember no. How... This, was re- this, was, this was fairly recent. This was like, okay. and it was exactly to your point. I knew I was coming to the end of the training program. I was like, okay, now what, what do I, 
I've got to do something to keep that motivation up. So that's where I, you know, I was kind of thinking in my head, how can I, how can I figure out something? And that's what I came up with, you know, that was going to take over for the training program. So I think it's Good been about you. three or four. Weeks. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. this has to, for, uh, for me, this business is going to work. It, it's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's, it's going to work. And the only way it's going to work is if I work. And, you know, I don't find reasons to sit at home. When you, when you first look at that training program, it's, it is definitely intimidating. When they say you've, you've got to do 300 and I forget how many, 60 sales, 375 sales calls or something like that, and then you need another close to 400 repairs. When you first get home from, from training, or I think we even have access to the, to the apprentice program at least to see the first couple of steps at the, at the class. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, this, this is pretty overwhelming. And um, so it, it's, you've just got to don't, – don't take it as overwhelming. Just get to work. You just have to get to work. I, I was done with the sales calls. Um, oh, it was it – was, Bruce was, kept on complimenting me on my sales calls. I think I was done with 370 sales calls in, in a month, month and a half, something like that. But on the downside, I, wasn't, I, I was struggling with the, the practice part of it. So I think I have the reverse okay. problem of what other guys um, tend to have. I think other guys tend to say, okay, I'm going to get all that practice stuff done because I want to be good before I get out there and sell. So I... If I, if I fell behind on anything, it was on the practice. Um, so I had to, there were days where I had to force myself to come home two hours early and, and get a couple of extra hours of practice in. Um, Got it. But the moral of the story is don't be intimidated by it. Um, if you consistently do the work, those numbers drop pretty, the, what you need to do drops pretty quickly. It, it really does. Um, it, it doesn't take long in doing, you know, 10 sales calls a day. So if you can, it, I, I found it pretty easy to do 20 sales calls in a, in a day in the beginning. Um, now it's challenging to get five or six sales calls in in a day, some, some days, because, you know, thank goodness there's work to do. The, the work is um, there, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the work so, is there yeah, because so, of all the sales calls you did before. So it, it, it's all absolutely. connected. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the smiles and all the, and, you know, yeah. still stopping in from time to time to the, to the people that, you know, you, I haven't seen in a while. And, um, I get, I, the, the most rewarding thing right now is the amount of referrals that I, that I've been getting, um, from people. So, you know, you're doing a good job when you're, when you get a phone call and, and, you know, uh, somebody says, Oh, she, that you worked on so-and-so's BMW and, and you also fixed a hole in their couch. They were so happy that they told me to call you. That's that's like the best phone call because you know you you know you made them happy and you know you're going to make the next the, the people that are calling you happy. So it's validation on the on your past work and and it's uh, more work yet to come. So it doesn't get better than that, does it? No, it doesn't get better than that. Yep, yeah. doesn't get better than that. Um, so yeah, so just work the system. You have it. You have a system in place. Um, don't reinvent the wheel. Just. Buy, buy into the system and just get to work. And don't, for God's sake, don't sit at home. I, I, you can't do anything. You can't build this business sitting at home because the, the, 
the internet leads are great, but they don't, they're, they're definitely not going to feed your family. You got to work. Fantastic, Scott. I think, I think we'll treat that as, as parting words and, and really, really appreciate your time in doing this and, and sharing your experience and how you felt about everything. So, yeah, I, I enjoy this and, uh, you know, I've had so much help from other people that I'm, I'm happy to, you know, pitch in a little, whatever little, this helps somebody else. I'm, I'm glad to do it.